The Sportsy Show. Welcome to the Sportsy Show. I am your host, Chuck Banner, and with me, my uh, friend for the episode. Uh, sadly, the second place finisher in Dynasty, the Never Knew the Mail. And uh, yeah, so we got Al in the house tonight on the podcast. This is a kind of wrap it up season. Um, if you guys haven't heard, I am a uh, champion in two different leagues, though. Yes, that is correct. I won the League of Enthusiasm with my uh, dominating victory over Brad. And I clinched Sean's league by beating Rob. So, yeah, I got two championships. Well, Al sadly has none. Yeah, I got second place, though, with the best team still. So you're the first loser? Yeah, pretty much. So uh, League of Enthusiasm next year is going to be rolling into its 11th year. Um, So if you guys have any rule changes or anything like that, um, we can bring it up prior to starting the draft next year. And... uh, that's kind of, I mean, that's kind of all we'll be talking about. Uh, you guys will see my my sweet championship trophy at the draft because I will have it there with my name on it. The anti-dentites. All right, so I guess now we're going to get into some more of the, the dynasty. It's going to be more of a dynasty league-centric podcast uh, over the off season as we're discussing um, any sorts of trades and all that sorts of jazz uh we so after the championship game officially ends tonight um or the week officially ends and we will go into the off season trades are then legal but take into consideration that it is going into the year 2020 so 2020 season so we're gonna be doing some potential rule changes in the dynasty league yeah, I don't know. Are we going to go over any of the, uh, the ideas for any of that? or Yeah, I kind of figured we'd uh, break that into existence right now. Um, yeah, any, any sorts of rule changes, we need to get on it as soon as we possibly can because we want to get the league finalized so, you know, off-season trades and shit can happen. I, I feel like people aren't going to want to trade as much knowing or not knowing certain things. Yeah, I don't think that's going to hold everyone back. So, you know, I imagine someone's Are you talking about me? Yeah, possibly. Um but uh I don't know, as long as everyone is aware of it as like when they do a trade that there could be rule changes, I don't think that there's an issue with it. Like that's on them if a potential rule change affects what their trade would have been. So yeah, I kind of agree with you there. I just want everybody to be aware and know that during this off season we are going to be um, voting on some various rule changes, and uh, we were kind of spitballing on ideas on how to do that. I I think the way it worked last time with emailing um, the like the the vote sheet kind of worked pretty well. Um, I know you were saying maybe get everybody together or something like that. I mean, that's obviously going to be extremely hard considering people live in different states. Well, yeah, I was just saying if, um, cause there's what, 
two, three people out of state. So if yeah, Tom lives in Indy, and, and Ryan's Ryan in lives in California. So if we can get the other eight or even like five or six together that's enough for a conversation then if anyone else who isn't able to make it wants to like call and you know be on speakerphone with everyone to hear like facetime or like some google chat bullshit thing yeah or we could also do something like uh uh i don't know what those things are called but like a video party chat or something yeah yeah it's like a google hangout thing so Um, I don't know. So I think one of the biggest things rule change wise that needs to get figured out is the positions that we carry and start. Cause I know that there's been a lot of talk of how to handle kickers and defense, um, which personally after this, I say, get rid of them. I've always been keep them for the sake of having them. Uh, I wish we would have not had them for this last matchup, but um, yeah, I've I I don't know. I'm on the fence either way. Uh, if I guess if it came down to it, I would vote to get rid of them on the requirement that we would be starting more at other positions. Um, mostly, my idea would be to if we straight up got rid of kickers and defense to add a second tight end spot. And also a second flex spot. I think that is the best situation to do. Would be to have two starting across the board. If we start another tight end, we got to get rid of the half point PPR, though. I think that's a little ridiculous. Because the whole point of doing the half point PPR is to add value to tight ends. Um, So if you have to start multiple, you know, that's... I would say raising that's their value. adding value. That's adding their value more so than the half point PPR. Yeah, I would agree that we should get rid of kickers and defense, and I think that's going to be a, a topic of discussion. Um, I can, you know, when I fill out the sheet or when I make a sheet of all the rule changes that I can think of um, they'll definitely be on there. So also with that, it's kind of an independent thing to it, but also would affect um, our thinking would be the total roster construction with the amount of active players, um, practice squad players and position limits. Cause if we're starting a second tight end, we would for sure need to raise the limit from three to at least four, if not five. Yeah. Um, with that, too, I think we'll be looking at um, whether or not we should increase the quarterbacks from four to five, or I like it staying at four, but positional limits only affecting your the active roster. So it doesn't affect what you have in the practice squad, doesn't affect what you have in the IR. Yeah, cuz I think that there's like there are situations where um I know you were in it where you drafted Haskins and he wasn't starting so you put him on the practice squad, which is a smart move in my opinion all around. But then that limits you to three active guys and then one of your guys got hurt and then the other was on a bye I want to say. Yeah, that was so what you, happened. So you 
just because of those rules, it's not as if you played anything wrong. It's just shit luck that everything came out that way, that you were only able to start one quarterback. Well, I ended up trading a quarterback for a quarterback. Well, yeah, but then the next week, weren't you in that same position? Yeah, yeah. So it it inevitably happened anyway. So I'm I I would totally agree with the the only four on your active because outside of multiple injuries, which is just straight up bad luck, which you'd be able to put them on IR. Um, you should be able to always start two quarterbacks. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, also, I think the biggest argument against that would be then you're hoarding quarterbacks. But at the same time, if you're hoarding quarterbacks, that means you're not hoarding other positions. Yeah, it's a matter of how you want to build your team and what where you want to put your like your your resources and everything. Um, and, and my retort against the retort would be if you are opposed to someone quote hoarding quarterbacks then it's it don't don't it would, give them the satisfaction of um you know getting a a good trade for one of those quarterbacks if you want to get one lowball them all the way and I, don't go above what you think would be the best lowball offer because you don't want to you just want to say okay fine I'll wait for you to drop that guy or trade him to somebody else yeah that's that's not going to happen it, there's no way that a good quarterback can't be traded for if they're coming off of a rookie deal no i totally agree with you it's just it depends on whether or not someone's going to want to trade i think something that would negate that or at least speed up the whole process of everything is uh limiting practice squad uh to the players that are rookies and in their second year instead of their first three years i like the first three years because um like statistically shown tight ends don't break out until their third year and well yeah that's a matter of um you'd get the first two years for free essentially whatever then it's coming up with you know you have to make the decision are you gonna are you confident of his breakout third year or not so but i think that would mostly be to negate the hoarding of quarterbacks because if you like, if this was the old rule where it was four years, like you can just be stashing and stashing and just holding back quarterbacks from everybody until you get yeah, overpaid. But you're for not one. the only one that can do that. Um, like everybody can do it. Yeah, it's. I think it would for sure raise the 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 value of acquiring them, whether it's through the draft or um, through trades. But um, which I feel the value of them has gone up throughout the last few years i still think it's undervalued and um it's i don't know it'll it'll balance out eventually in the long run especially once these older guys start uh retiring like once brady's gone um rivers i wouldn't be surprised if he's done after this year and uh I think Breeze is still on top, not the top of his game, but he's still clearly very effective. So. Yeah, Breeze is definitely still doing good. I think the only way he retires this year is if he wins the title. Um, I could see it. I think. Do they still owe? They don't have. Do they have the first round pick? I feel like they've gotten. Or no, that was this past year. They didn't have it. Yeah, I'm not too sure. I don't know. <clears throat> I wouldn't be surprised if he kind of waited until they had. 
the heir apparent unless they think that it is Bridgewater. I think they think it's either Bridgewater or Taysom Hill. No, Taysom Hill is – I love him as the number three quarterback because I think more teams should be treating it like that. Like I remember reading something this offseason where the Ravens drafted – was it Trace McSorley or whatever – to essentially kind of see if he can turn into something in that role. Like he's either going to be Lamar Jackson's backup or hopefully worst case, he's just the Jack of all trades. And then he's the emergency number three quarterback. But like, if you can dress three quarterbacks, but then still get some production out of them. Yeah. Like have them on special teams yeah. or have them play tight end. Yeah. Or spe- yeah special teams or uh, like a gadget player or running something. back. Yeah. So it's just, I don't know, maximizing snaps from the people on your active roster. Yeah. But anyways, quarterbacks are undervalued. So basically I feel like we should look at the entire process of um, positional limits, whether or not they're like – on your practice squad, IR. Well, I think everything should start with figuring out the starting lineups. Well, yeah, we've already like it's, established it's, that. Once it's that, then that's going to affect every other decision after that. Um, on, like, on the assumption we do get rid of kickers and defense and add a tight end and flex, um, I think we're going to have to open up all of the um, – uh, position limits because if you're able to start four wide receivers or four running backs or something i feel like you should be able to hold more than eight granted this would be still keeping it on the um 20 person active roster limit so you would theoretically have you know the starter and a backup at every position so um with bye weeks and injuries that you should be able to cover yourself um also, I think we should look at whether or not we should expand how many guys you can have in your IR and or practice squad. I'm fine. Like, in theory, the IR should be unlimited, right? Because there's a specific requirement of them being listed being on IR or out. I still kind of like the idea of turning it into... An, an actual IR spot where it's if you're on the IR you're done for the season and then if we want to do the thing where you know we can pull one guy off at at a you know a certain point in time or whatever but I think that there's that's because the fact that it's a dynasty league there's going to be players that you're not going to want to eat up an active roster spot because they're out for the season it's like well I'm going to hold on to them next year still because they're you know they're still going to be worth of worth value the following year so, I just because if we have unlimited IR spots, but keeping it where you can pull people up all the time, that when they have like that one or two week injury, you'd be able to manipulate things a specific way. Where, you know, if that's what the rules are, then by all means do it. It's I just don't know if we would want the ability to do that. Yeah, but even if you're putting a guy in your IR and then you're spending fab to get another person just for a couple of weeks to think, to see if they're worth keeping over one of the other guys you could drop. You're still going to eventually have to cut someone. Yeah. No, it's, it's, it, 
I feel like it's actually something that could induce movement. And I'm not saying that there's a lack of movement throughout the league. I think there's well, I a say fair that, amount but of there's, trades. There's definitely plenty of teams that don't stuff. even utilize whether it's the IR spot or the the practice squad spots. Like I I've never understood why not every team has all their practice squads filled. Because even if you don't like, if you don't have a pick or whatever, it's there's young guys that. You could just take a chance on and throw there. Spend one dollar, put in the practice squad. And I if, think if they're good, you have the rights on a minimum contract. If they're bad, you just cut them. And if there's another, like a, someone who's better, like you can't. The only rule with practice squad is you can't pull into your active roster until specific days of the year. But there's no like you can just cut them from your practice squad and put someone else in that spot throughout the season if you feel that there's you know an improvement there. Yeah, and I don't know, but. <clears throat> Having said that, with position limits, now currently that I could see scenarios where you wouldn't get a specific guy because you're already full at that position. Well, yeah. I mean, that's happened to me this year with wide receivers specifically. Yeah. No, there was a couple years ago I was upset that I had to get rid of – I had nine running backs I wanted. This is when I had zero NFL starting running backs, but there's nine guys I just wanted to keep because I thought they were good. And, you know, if they got their, their shot, yeah, like Smallwood. Oh, yeah. I, he Joe was, Smith or something. He Wendell Small was the one I ended up getting rid of. And then I got rid of Joe Williams, but then I'm pretty sure I re-signed him. Or something. Uh, I think I signed him. Oh, no, you signed him, and then we did some trade where you got some garbage quarterback, and I demanded Joe Williams back or something. And, I like, the whole trade netted neither one of us anything. I think I got a third-round pick that I might have traded. Yeah, there's no way you actually held on to that. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, I I think keeping position limits solely to active roster is fine. Like I have no issues with that, especially if it's if we did four quarterback, four tight end, and then eight and eight for wide receiver and running back. Assuming we get rid of kicker and defense, um, which yeah, that's twenty four spots. So you know you can fill all of them or be one short somewhere or something. So um, I don't know. That's that's my opinion, and I would say especially if we lower the um. I guess age limit for a practice squad. If we drop it the two years, I think that would help um, adding more practice squad spots. Because if there's, I if kind there's, of agree with if you there's, on that. if there's less of a pool of players to pick from, um, it's not like any one team can stash too much talent there. And also with two years you're going to have to make a decision sooner or later about who to keep on your active roster. So if it's a situation where it's like, well, you got to get rid of someone who's good, um, you know, that that decision happens one year sooner. So, And um, I think another big rule, potential rule change, would be the uh, overall budget. Like right now we have a four hundred dollar budget, but it's three hundred dollars and then a hundred dollars fab during the season. And the idea was to, uh, I think the end result is to give us a four hundred dollar overall budget you can use any way you want. 
so you don't have an in-season given budget, but whatever you don't spend going into the season would be your in-season fab budget. Um, With that, would... But there's a bunch of different ways we could go about it. Are we going to have a hard cap yeah, still? Yeah, I was going to say the hard... Or are we going to have a soft cap still? Or are we going to have a hard cap? And also, so say hypothetically we do $400, you get all of it at once, spend it as you want with a hard cap, would... That in that scenario, when you drop someone, would you clear that money, or is it you spend it and it's gone? So that's an interesting scenario. Because I think we, we could. Now that makes. I was gonna say if you did prorated shit where you get part of their money back or something like if they play. Like, if you cut them week two, do you get, like, say, just to keep it simple, like, you get half their salary back or something. But then if you cut them after week, say, week seven, the same week with the the practice squad pull-up, it was after that you're paying their whole salary or something. Like, it's an idea. I don't know if it's it's good or bad. I'm just saying that's... That's kind of where I like the soft cap because it's, like, if you cut a guy, like, whatever you've spent, you've spent, but you can go over in salary and during trades and shit so with the soft cap i i know i feel like i've definitely talked to someone about it probably you but um the idea of selling cap space either outright saying here's part of my cap space because i know that that is an option on the current site we're on but also like because the only time we're affected with with the salary cap is that literal one point in the off season just at like just after the free agency or whatever that's the only time you have to be under it so to if you like uh who tom's got julio jones for i think he's gonna be 87 dollars next year um for him to go to a team like say zach he's like hey i'm gonna trade you julio jones for a third round pick and then i'll send you know you hold them in the off season then once the off season's over before week one you trade me julio jones and then you'll end up getting um like a first round pick back or something like so it's basically here's here's like a first round pick or here's a second round pick to finagle 70 80 in cap space because once once the off season's over you can go over at any point because when I was still rebuilding, I was attempting to do that, but I didn't think it was either legal or frowned upon or what the the issue was. But yeah, I mean, because you can do that. Like, I guess in theory, right now you could do that. It's just because I, I I think it's kind of did that with my very first year. I kept Breeze with a high price, but then I immediately was looking to trade for him. Because anyone can go over the cap. But I had already, like, that's a player I inherited and was on my team. But to move someone off of your team, knowingly reacquiring them at the cost of a pick or a player or whatever it is. Um, yeah, I just don't know how that's viewed. Assuming we keep the soft cap. I don't know. It would be interesting to hear everybody chime in on it. It. I, I don't really see it as an illegal move just because I feel like both teams are benefiting 
Yeah, it's here's. I I would imagine it's a it's team just, rebuilding. It severely it limits the picks. team rebuilding during a very like opportune time to rebuild. But if you're, I guess it's because you have to be under the cap right before the rookie draft and the free agency period. So yeah, so all that's doing it's if you're not going to be someone who's going to be going after the big, big price free agents. Because but you also certain, but you also have a ridiculous amount of cap room. I just don't see the situation in which case this scenario would would happen. If so, if you're a team rebuilding and you only have one or two good good players, spending a lot on one player isn't going to do anything for you. But if you're a team that has five or six good players, getting that one more stud can put you over the top. So being able, I, I think Julio Jones for 80 bucks, $80 eats up way too much of your cap, but to, I think getting, just getting a, getting those picks um, are much more valuable than what you can get. Unless you're someone who thinks you can get three or four $20 players. And if, if that's a cost of doing business, I feel like that's the better opportune thing to do would be to go into free agency with the money and to, especially if you're rebuilding, why not take some shots on some, some guys that are up and coming, but all right. just using this last, last year's free agency. For example, there's a bunch of quarterbacks got dropped like the last minute, but those were all thirty-five to fifty-dollar players. I want to say that went, and position players. Damian Williams went for like forty-four, and he was the one like big-name guy that was out there. So I just think that using just kind of using that as an example. I don't know if if the value is there for it, it. It just depends on really the amount of cap space you're eating up what's that going to cost you in free agency and then the actual pick you're getting like if it's like a late first round pick that's you know and i would say probably for it to be legal those would have to be trades two trades that are independent of each other so in that case if they are independent of each other and you got julio jones and I'm like, all right, he said he's going to give me a first-round pick back. I'm going to shop him around. Well, I know that he's going to give me a first. What are you willing to give me? Oh, yeah, that's – never thought of that, but that could definitely be a thing. So um, that's that's good counter to, to doing it. Um, I would say – I don't know, that'd be cool. But there there is always the option that you can just straight up sell your your fab money. Which Yeah, we we haven't been able to do it in the past, I don't think, so we just said we couldn't do it. Yeah, but, I think it's I think it's my it might be turned off, but like it is an option on the website. Yeah, so we can probably vote on whether or not we wanna um It would make do everything that. a lot easier than trading and trading back if Unless that just gets banished or outlawed or whatever, but um, I think it'd be cool. I I just think it'd be interesting if that was allowed to see in in terms of draft capital 
what what is cap space worth? Like, is forty bucks worth a f- first round pick, or is that like this is an early second? No idea. Yeah, so like everything. There's means gonna something be some red. To like, there's teams. gonna be if we want to get more more ridiculing done after trades. This needs to be allowed because no one's gonna know what anything's worth. So someone's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, I traded ten dollars worth of space for a second round pick or something." It's like, why'd you give up a second round pick for only ten dollars? Like, what's that gonna get you? But it it could work out for someone, and I don't know. It's it's just a whole other thing that needs to get sorted out, which would be interesting. Um, to be honest, I don't really know if there's anything else that needs to get changed. Um, yeah, that's really the only only thing that comes off the top of my head now. So. I just want to say congratulations to Tom. Fuck you, Tom. On his back-to-back dynasty championship reign. Props to Tom. You won. Congrats on everything, and congrats on on your child. Um, But, like, and he straight up said it. He traded for Kenny Drake. He's like, dude, I think it was, what, a second and a third or maybe two seconds he traded. They're low seconds, I want to say. He's like, it's worth the stab, and, like, it, it definitely was. But, like, if you look at his, like, game log, I think he had two double-digit games, and that was, like, early in the season. And it's literally the two weeks in, in fucking playoffs for him. gets 39 and 30. Like, that's just insane. Like, if he's not your favorite player for forever, like, that's, that's ridiculous. Yeah, he definitely helped him win a championship with that late touchdown. Yeah, no, fucking sh- bullshit. Oh. Ertz just did anything. Like between Ertz, Chubb, Watson, the Bears, I fucked that up. That's that's bad on me, but So I'm sure I'm gonna be sending out some trade offers. Um if you're interested in anybody on my team. No, yeah. When when uh does it, are you starting the next season? Meaning, when are twenty twenty two draft picks in play? I might be able to upload them to this season, and then just transfer everything once well, I can switch over. Once that happens, you know some trades are going to go down because you, Trey, and John will have a fresh batch. If you just burn it in your pockets, no, I've I've been eyeing the twenty twenty two class. Yeah, you can't I'm be trading sure. those picks yet. Yeah. Love some guys. You know, you're going to need some some players who are good now. I'll take those picks. No, thank you. You wouldn't take like Mark Ingram. No, he's like he's like thirty, and he's hurt. Yeah, he's fine. He's sitting out this week, but so is like half their team. All right, guys. Uh. Come at us on some trades. Come at us on uh, fucking rule changes. But I got to go to bed because I got work to do tomorrow. Good night. And fucking happy holidays.